Good morning and welcome to Being the Change Now. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning, Ashwini. I think we have a little echo. I think I just silenced it. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) So our assignment uh, for this week, as we conclude this year-long retreat, we invite you to have a love affair with life. Make yourself available to as many dates with existence as you can this week. Approach some specific aspect of life with curiosity and interest. For example, notice the intricacy of a spider's web. Marvel at the silvery trail of a snail's passage. Delight in a squirrel's acrobatics. Be awed by the majesty of a mountain. Wonder at the industry of an ant. Be enchanted by the innocence of a puppy. Feel the exuberance of the wind. Be soothed by the vastness of the night sky. Rejoice in the trill of a songbird. Serenade a mushroom. Bow to a towering pine tree. Add your own. As you give a form of life's expression your undivided attention, RL what it reveals about itself in the looking glass of your awareness. The moon's the same old moon, the flowers exactly as they were, yet I've become the thingness of all the things I see. Unan. Celebrate the realization that you are the awareness being revealed, as always, RL. All right, here's our first caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Oh, hi, this is Barbara from Chicago. Well, hello, Barbara. What's excited to be I'm excited to be unmuted. Me too. I know, it's exciting. It's exciting. It's incredibly exciting. And there Life was a is incredibly exciting, isn't it? Life is incredibly exciting, and I'm, I'm grateful to have gotten through the, the voice that wanted me to wait till next year, which happens about this time. <laughs> Barbara, Not next you know, week. Next year. Almost, yeah, the retreat's almost over. Why don't you just wait till next year and then you could start again, you know? But oh, I'm so wow. happy. Um, <laughs> so, um, mm. in, in my dates um, with existence, I've been practicing what I call um, cat appreciation. Oh, say more. And well, I just said I did. I started this with my last cat who passed away last year, and I have a new cat. And so I just I just devote some time just to sit with her and to be with her and to notice, you know, notice like how she likes to move and how she moves and how beautiful she is and just you know just just all my attention uh-huh. devoted to appreciating her. <laughs> yeah. Aha, uh-huh, aha. Uh-huh. It kind of in the way a cat can do. Yes, right? Yes, they ha- they yes. have an amazing ability to just do what looks for all the world like nothing. And yet yeah, they're yeah. so alive. Yes, so alive. And what this has pointed me to is this um hierarchy of important things I should be doing and how this Mm. kind of practice is never on that list and this question of like who says that cat appreciation isn't just as important as work something you know like yes because I'm a workaholic so this is like 
you know, it's not productive to sit and with your cat. You know, it's not a productive thing. Uh-huh. I'm being told it's not. Yeah, well, and of course, you know, we we all know the old jokes, right? On your deathbed, uh, what are you what are you going to wish you'd spend more time doing? How would yeah. you how yeah. would you prefer to be? Because you know, productive what? what what the heck are we doing? You know, for most of us, the most productive thing we're doing is destroying the planet. Mm-hmm. That that's that's pretty much what we're devoted to uh, for a good deal of our lives, and so. For ego, of course, the the story is the all important thing, right? Because if you if you'll believe that you need to be productive, then you'll mm-hmm. be looking to it instead of that cat, and yeah. um, and you'll be driven and you'll be anxious and you'll feel bad and you'll look more to ego so that you can get more information about how to be the right person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or you could just yeah, be with yeah, that yeah. cat. Yeah, yeah, and I've seen that. Because of um, the acceptance class, that's what I was really looking at is how um, there's just like all these different ways, well, just that ego can can suck the life out of this person and has and oh, yeah. continues to. Oh, um, yeah. So, yeah, this yeah. is, this is you, an you, antidote you, to that, I think. Yeah, and you know, Barbara, the thing that to me is so wonderful about it is that in this specific that you're talking about what you're learning is how to be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. right now it, it, it ego would say okay well you have two choices you can sit on the couch with cat and just be or you can get up and get something done and be productive mm-hmm. but there's there that cat is able to live her life perfectly yeah in presence yeah, yeah. and we yeah. can too yeah right so you can be just as being just as present, just as relaxed and happy doing your work as sitting there on the couch with her. Mm, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Only yeah. ego says it's either or. Yeah, that's true. I hadn't seen that that part of it is that I could you know, I could still work and just be 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 different, be, be there. <laughs> that's Enjoy right. it. Be a cat. Mm-hmm. Be that's a cat. Right. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, Thank I'm you glad so you didn't much. wait till next year. I know. Me too. Thank <laughs> you so much for this practice. <laughs> oh, you're so welcome. Thank you, Barbara. Gosh, Go happy. Gosh, up. Thanks, Barbara. Jerry, that, that really is the fiendish part of um, that program in terms of making everything an or. I, it's like being yeah. or doing as opposed to being and yes. doing is perfectly possible and completely embodied by every expression of life around us. Only exactly. we have to make the choice. <laughs> right. Well, I, I, I want to underline that because that's the, that's the whole deal, isn't it? Everything in life except human beings, except ego-driven, conditioned human beings, is, is doing being. Yeah. Only we are in that place of, well, you, have, you, can either, you can either do the right, important thing, or you can be happy. Everything else mm. seems to manage both. Mm. Yeah, and just getting in touch with how divorced uh, those are for us. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And therefore, how, how and life is, yeah. How life is. Well, just that my experience of being driven in that way just strips life of all the joy there is. 
Oh, absolutely. Because all the life force is going to ego. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Mm. All right. Here's our next caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? <laughs> Hi. This is Helga from Charleston. Hey, Helga. Hey. Well, uh, you know, part, I've, I've called in because, uh, you know, I really see how much ego is uh, busy preventing me from participating, uh, you know, getting distracted, uh, and telling me that I have to, basically, in order to participate, I have to know the answers. You know, I have to have the clarity uh, of what's going on with me and in general, and um, so I just, I just wanted to call in because I don't, you know, I feel, uh, you know, I'm looking at all these things about acceptance and, um, you know, how I have tried, I've, I've spent so much energy trying to understand, you know, with my mind what's going on so I would find some peace and it just mm-hmm. never worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, and, and, I, and, uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. It has never worked. No, I, you know, I just wanted to say, I feel like, you know, I feel like with my mind, I see like little pieces here and there, but mm-hmm. I never get like the whole picture. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when something, yes, so I, don't. so I, it always feels like, you know, it always feels like lacking there's something missing you know that I just don't get and in these Mm -hmm. moments when something drops in from existence um, I feel like you know there's like a there's like a whole picture Mm -hmm. there's like a wholeness to to the inside Mm -hmm. yes and it, it basically explains a whole bunch of stuff so may I Helga I think we were looking at this on the radio show yesterday uh, at in open air so the, perhaps one way of reframing it is there's such a profound knowing that you do not know, right? That's what the heart wisdom is. It's not knowing something. It's the ability to see that I know that I don't know. So my absence of clarity is actually intuition. It's not knowledge, but it's intuition. And so I seek mm. something from the perspective of a lack of clarity. How it's beautifully articulate, articulated what you do know intuitively, that with your mind, you can't know. It feels like the whole picture is missing. But when the intuition happens, I know fully. That's the kind of knowing we're talking about, right? I know what I don't know. I know what I'm seeking. I know when, what it feels like to feel whole. I know when it's not whole. That's not, that's, we, ego never says that's a good thing or that's really the heart wisdom. Ego's knowing is knowing something, understanding, mm-hmm. comprehending. But being in touch with a lack of clarity is the kind of knowing that is the wisdom of the heart. It's just something to consider, right? Mm-hmm. I know I'm uncomfortable because my, I mean, then we seek the reasons for that, right? I want to analyze it. I, 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 can, I can intellectually say, okay, well, my attention is on conditioned mind. 
But when I pick up the recorder and follow the impulse of the recorder, uh, follow the impulse to explore that, I'm actually following the wisdom of the heart to turn attention to and get more information in a place which is obscured by the mind. And so what we're doing in practice is training to pay attention to the intuition as the wisdom that is being sought, which is a different kind of knowing than the knowing of the mind, which, as you right. actually said, is not knowing. It's dead. It's incomplete. And you know that, within quotes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I see, you know, that such a, such a pull, you know, of the mind wanting to understand everything. That's right. You know, to feel yes. safe, to, to make, yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah, then I, then I think I'll yeah. be safe. <laughs> so, yes. Then yes, I know how you to think you'll be world. safe. And I've, yes. I've, talked yes. to, I've talked to my uh, uh, recording listening buddy about that. You know, I've, I have these moments sometimes where I feel like, you know, I see something and my mind just doesn't understand it. And it almost, it, it makes me physically dizzy. Mm-hmm. I get dizzy sometimes yeah. because it's just like, you know, my mind can't put it into anything. It. So, that's right. Yeah. It is very uncomfortable. And uh, my experience of that is it, we train ourselves to feel, to celebrate those moments because, We have to access a dimension beyond the mind in order to be able to sit with it, which is a way of knowing ourselves as something more than just conditioned mind, right? Mm. I mean, I'm Mm. encountering myself Mm. in ways that I haven't seen myself before. I mean, the mind limits limits us to such an extent. And so to to, to be all right, to be in acceptance of the fact that, uh, there are modes of clarity that I am uh, learning about that the mind can never offer me. And, yeah, that is expansive and uncomfortable for ego. Because mm. mm. it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit mm. the little box that says, okay, well, I've dissected the world into these little categories that are perfectly sensible, and therefore I have some level of control, and so I feel safe. Mm. It's mm. a very false safety because mm. life doesn't fit into those categories, right? Mm. Mm. <laughs> it never has, yeah. never works. Yeah. As, as you, as yeah. you can say, you, you know, it's your experience. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Helga. Thanks. Bye bye. Nice. That was a gorgeous conversation. I, I. I hope everybody else enjoyed that as much as as I did, uh, because that's that's the that's the deal. Uh, there's the 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 wisdom element, and there is the compassion element, and together they uh, make make up our lives uh, when we're present. And then what uh, what keeps us from from enjoying that, of course, is conditioned mind <laughs> with the ego, mm-hmm. right? And uh, mm-hmm. so being able to recognize that place that you were pointing at, that 
uh, I, I know that I don't know. That's the wisdom. How do I know mm-hmm. that? Well, I just, I just mm-hmm. know it. Intuitively, I know it because I don't know. Right? And mm-hmm. ego then comes in and says, well, you should know. You have to know. It's really dangerous not to know. And, then, and we could just, you know, laugh and say, yeah, well, maybe so, <laughs> but I don't know. And that, that intuition is what's guiding us. It's what is us. Mm-hmm. And which prompts yeah. us to look, to look. I think Helga said this in the first thing that she said is it caused, I, I have to, I look at it and the looking mm-hmm. is the wisdom, right? The guidance yes. to look further because yes. there is the intuition that this is not the knowledge. This is not the complete picture. And so we have to look right. further. Yeah, that's it's right. A and that, and that, as we surrender to it. Yes, and that, that, that uh, sense of wholeness, those, those mm-hmm. moments when there's clarity and conditioned mm-hmm. mind then wants to own that, and it mm-hmm. can't. Ego can never own the wisdom. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't have enlightened egos, as you as you often point out. That's right, and for that we can be incredibly grateful. We'd be in yeah. in more trouble than we're in right now if <laughs> egos could be yeah. enlightened. Hard to well, imagine. They claim it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Egos mm-hmm. like to claim it. That's why we have to run a mile when that happens, right? When we encounter anybody Mm -hmm. who says with absolute authority that they know something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Here's our next caller. You're now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? This is Tim from the Bay Area. Hello, Tim. Hey, Sherry. What's going on? Oh, all sorts of good stuff. This has just been a wonderful conversation this morning and year and wanted to add my chorus to the our voice to the chorus of gratitude for uh, this practice and, and for this workshop in particular mm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know the feeling <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's just every once in a while the magnitude of what we're doing strikes me um, and you know, and and we say it time, we say the same stuff time and time again. But um, mm-hmm. that uh, you know, you know, some time ago when I came to this practice and I I, I heard that quote that the Buddha said, like something like three thousand years ago, that society is insane, um, mm-hmm. and that you know kind of everything past that is me trying to have this relationship with society, fit into society, behave to be, you know, be excellent in society, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. Appreciated, <laughs> honored, revered yeah. even by society, rewarded especially by society. Yeah, yeah. This whole setup and this whole really, and it, you know, and it's, it's, you know, I do that with a relationship with, with ego and uh and it just um to, yeah it's just uh it's just so big to realize that that trying to participate in that system and find happiness through there is a setup <laughs> to yes 
keep my therapist employed or keep, you know, in a way, right? Yes. Like, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. That, that, what, that what we're taught to do is to leave happiness in order to seek pleasure. Mm. That's basically what it comes down to because when ego for a moment has what it says it wants, there is that feeling that, that we've been taught to call happiness, but it yes. isn't. It isn't actually happiness. And so we give up happiness to pursue this thing that is never going to give us what we, what we want. Yeah, I think of that as like getting a hit. Like I got a hit. Our ego yes. gets a hit, you know. Yes, and yes. I, and, you know, I string the, the hits equal good, the not hits equal bad, and we're off to the races. That's, um, that, yes, yeah. And, read, and of course, it gets, it gets worse and worse, right, Tim? Because, mm-hmm. um, because then it's a personal failure, right? It's not, mm-hmm. it's not that that process doesn't work, never has and never will. It's that there's something wrong with you. If you were doing it right, you would make it work. Yeah. You'd be, you'd be happy. You'd have all those hits, and they'd all string together, and then you'd be happy. Right, right, yeah. And then there's a place where you can someday kick back and just play back those greatest hits, and everything's fine, okay. and there's no bills yeah. that are outstanding, and, you know, that type of stuff. Right. <laughs> and everybody what? loves you. And they just keep coming up and, and just bringing you good stuff and telling you how wonderful you are. And, yeah, it's all going to happen for us. Yeah. What strikes me in the conversations that we're having this morning is the difference is my relationship with ego seems to be, I don't know if this is the right word, but it's cumulative. Like it uh-huh. keeps going and, and building, and life is not yes. Um, and I found this, like I was, re- for some re- I found this copy of uh, Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind by Suzuki, which was the first uh-huh. Zen book I ever read. And I, I uh-huh. opened it up randomly, and he's talking about this. Uh, I probably won't phrase it right, but it's basically the, the self right now doesn't, is not, I'm not required to have a relationship with the self of yesterday. I'm not even required uh-huh. to have a relationship to the self of like five minutes ago. Uh-huh. Like we're constantly uh-huh. renewing. And um, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like in that same way, you know, ego, like I uh, would say I don't like mornings and I haven't liked getting up in the morning for decades. But just because <laughs> that, that might be something that's happened, does I could get up tomorrow and not have a relationship to that. That's right. To that you guy who, who, right. had, who lived in that story. Right. Right. And, yeah. and we can have compassion for him because he probably did enjoy mornings until people, society, <laughs> made them miserable. Uh, and then he stopped enjoying it as a, as a protection against a lack of enjoyment, which mm. can just indicate to us how insane the whole thing is, right? Yeah. 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 And so, exactly so. We never have to think about anything. We don't have to remember anything. We, 
back to the previous conversation, we don't have to know anything. <laughs> we, don't, we actually don't even have to do anything, right? Yeah. And so it's being in that constant conversation with ego, of course, that, that makes us so very unhappy. Yeah, yeah. I, had a, I was in a grocery shopping the other day, and it's like I felt some anxiety come up about something, you know, or sensation and, and thoughts and mm-hmm. And then the realize I'm like, but what if I didn't have a relationship to that? What if I'm not required to have a relationship to That's that? That's right. And it That's went, right. it it poofed, <laughs> like, and it was <laughs> it was crazy. Um, yeah. To see that, like crazy to see that in action, and I've been kind of high on that <laughs> since that time, and um, just kind of watching, you know, okay, well, what if we practice not having a relationship? with xyz um and of course conditioning is like well if you do that you you know if you if you don't have a relate you'll just get up in the morning and you won't know who your wife and kids are yeah well something (laughs) yeah and and something awful is going to happen tim we're not sure what it is but something really awful is going to happen yeah to ego yeah yeah Yeah, exactly so all right well that and of course that's the that's what you started out talking about, right? In fact, I just wrote that uh, very thing in the, the email class, and that is that this stuff all sounds completely nuts right up until we have the experience. And as soon as we have the experience, it all comes together, doesn't it? Now, in that same way, it's not that you know anything. You don't want to hang on to it. You don't want to have a relationship with it. But in that moment, you see it. You know it, and everything is different. Yeah, pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Go happy. <laughs> Go happy. <laughs> All right, bye. Thanks, Tim. Sir, you have time for one more caller. So here we go. Next caller, right. you are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Good morning. This is Kim, uh, originally from Vashon, and I'm very excited to be here. Um, hi, Tim. Hi, Sweeney. Um, wow. So I kind of just got on the call and I heard the tail end of that conversation. And what Kim is, what I'm seeing is how, since I'm in the acceptance workshop, the sort of um, just feeling acceptance of natural things around me, that there's no, like the bigger context of the tree is just just accepts everything and there's no defensiveness um, that mm. I notice I notice that in myself mm. all the time like the, the the instinct the quickness to defend against whatever you know ego egos mm. instinct to defend and then what I can yeah. learn from looking at uh, bigger entities uh, is so you know is just that open-ended acceptance without defense. Mm. That is so beautiful, Kim, right? Because in the assignment, what we're looking at is to spend time with with existence, then record about what it reveals itself about itself, right? And what you really looked at with the tree is the acceptance of its context. There is no defensiveness about the tree. It's a total surrender to its context. And isn't it interesting that that would surface for you? Because in the looking glass of your awareness, that is sort of the wisdom that you 
that you are, that you are receiving that's appropriate to your context, right? Yes. It's beautiful that, that, uh, that when we turn to the intelligence that animates, it's one of my favorite things to do. If we imagine the world is completely conscious, then whenever we ask a question, it has an answer for me. And it's appropriate to my context because I'm asking the question, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. there it is. There, that's, that's so, it's so beautiful that uh, we know, within quotes, or we're given what we need to know in the moment as soon as we turn our attention to that wisdom. And it's so helpful. It's so, uh, I guess I just see it as a big embrace of there, there's nothing wrong and, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and just the, the intelligence that animates is, I mean, would you say it's projecting the intelligence that animates is us, but it then and it projects onto us as well, or is that? Well, it's your sense of it, right? We don't know yeah. what, I mean, we, we, within quotes, we can't say, I can't put it into words because the right. language is so insufficient, but your experience of it is, the ability to see something, to, to know that wisdom in a way that you don't normally, within quotes, know things when you use the mind. So there yeah. you are sitting with that tree, and it's what, it's what, it was, it's what drops in. And there's mm-hmm. that curious experience that we have of, within quotes, something outside of us revealing something to us, <laughs> right? But that's not really what's happening. It's mm-hmm. all happening in this moment. And I, I think it, it's reassuring because uh, going through some um, specific content that's very challenging and to just be reassured by that embrace is so mm-hmm. life-affirming. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, the same with, you know, again, with the acceptance class, it's the same kind of uh, yeah. question of sitting with the, the suffering and then realizing that the that really touched me the other day, the difference between grief and sadness just just really opened up a huge uh, door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Metaphorically, it's that process, right? That what you're pointing at is what, what the tree allowed you to experience was its lack of defensiveness in, uh, to its context. It's completely open. And so then, you know, we are we are in touch with the fact that we're often identified with what feels defensive, what feels threatened by its circumstances because it's separate from it. Mm-hmm. And yet when we go to the context of the tree, we're going to our context, where the context of there's nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. But whatever, however challenging it is, I mean, the poor tree, you know, storms, rain, human beings, squirrels, ants, no matter what happens to it, mm-hmm. limbs being cut off by unconscious utility companies, it still is in that state of non-defensiveness right? Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. we can be in that way. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It is and reassuring. It's reassuring that we can have access to that, right, Kim? We have access mm-hmm. to it if we practice sitting with the tree, but it's really that we have access to it within ourselves. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that is what we are. And when we turn our attention to it, it's always available. Yes. Thank you so much for this year. Thank you, Sherry, also for this year. I'm just I'm I'm a little bit in grief that it's coming to an end and gasho go happy. Gasho Kim, go happy.
unfortunately. I'll tell you that thing. Huh? Uh, Ava, Tim, and Suzuki Roshi, we don't have to have uh, a relationship with ending. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Sherry. Go happy, everyone. Go happy. <laughs>